Section 19 of the Medici, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dick Bourgeois Doyle. The Medici, Volume 1, by G.F. Young. Giuliano, the youngest of the five children of Piero il Gotoso and Lucrezia Tornabuoni, was, unlike his brother Lorenzo, exceedingly good-looking. He was gifted with considerable abilities, and for his many enduring qualities was greatly beloved, not only in his own family, but also by the people of Florence. Before his early death, he had already shown on several occasions that he possessed plenty of political capacity and could give valuable advice to his brother. Mr. Armstrong, describing his character, says, He was the darling of high and low, the most attractive of all the Medici. His passion was the chase. He was a bold rider, a skillful jouster, eminent in jumping and wrestling. Yet he was no brutal athlete. He loved pictures, music, and everything that was beautiful. He loved poetry that told of love. He composed verses in his mother tongue, full of weight and sentiment. He talked brightly and thought soundly, delighted in witty and playful company, but hated above all men who lied or bore a grudge for wrongs. Faithful and high-minded, regardful of religious forms and moral decencies, he was ever ready to render service or perform a courteous act. In his relations to his brother, whom he worshipped, there was no sign of jealousy. After the terrible tragedy of his murder at high mass in the cathedral, the city long missed the well-known figure, tall and well-proportioned, the olive-tinted features lighted by bright eyes, the long lock on the forehead, and the shock of black hair thrust back upon his neck. He had a grand public funeral in the great church of the Medici family, San Lorenzo, and there was no hypocrisy in the great grief manifested by the people. The relations which existed between these two brothers is one of the pleasantest things in the history of the Medici. At that epoch, jealousy between two brothers placed in such a position as Lorenzo and Giuliano were as the normal state of things. That it was entirely absent in their case speaks well for both of them, and it is an indication of Lorenzo's character and of what his conduct in the minor relations of life must have been that he should have never given cause for any feeling of jealousy in a younger brother so nearly his equal in ability and his superior in good looks, and that, on the contrary, the latter should have worshipped him, or again that Lorenzo, from his side, should never have felt jealousy at the admiration and popularity so universally bestowed on Giuliano, and much exceeding that accorded to himself. Giuliano was twenty-five at the time of his death. He left an illegitimate son born just at that time. Lorenzo took the child and brought him up as one of his own sons. And this child became the next generation, the well-known Giulio de' Medici, afterwards Clement VII. Giuliano, like all previous members of the family except Cosimo, was buried in the old sacristy in San Lorenzo. But about 80 years afterwards, his remains were removed to the new sacristy, which had at that time become the principal burial place of the family. It has always been felt suitable that these two brothers, between whom so strong an affection existed in life, should be buried together. When Lorenzo died, his body was laid in the same grave with Giuliano's, 
the remains were subsequently removed to the new sacristy together, and there they still lie in the same tomb. When in October 1895 Lorenzo's and Giuliano's tomb was opened, the reason why the latter was so instantly killed became for the first time apparent. The accounts of the murder had always mentioned that his body received a large number of wounds, most of them given after he was already dead, but no mention of a wound on the head was made in any of the accounts. When, however, the tomb was opened, more than 400 years afterwards, it was at once observed that Giuliano's head had an enormous sword cut extending along the whole of the top of the skull, thus fully accounting for his falling dead at once where he stood. Evidently, Giuliano, at the elevation of the host, had adopted the bending attitude on which the plot relied, and the murderer, Bandini, had taken full advantage of the opportunity it gave and struck Giuliano down without his having a chance of defending himself from the blow by the stroke delivered with great force on his bare head. End of section 19